Welcome to Trending in Education. Mike Palmer here. Very happy to be joined again by Angela Seifer, the Executive Director of the National Digital Inclusion Alliance, a topic that's super relevant to the new world order that we're living in, in light of the, the COVID uh, pandemic, COVID-19. Angela, welcome to Trending in Education. Thanks, Mike. I'm excited to join you. So we had a wonderful conversation with you uh, a little while back. Folks should refer back to that conversation. If folks want to learn more about what digital inclusion is, they should go to digitalinclusion.org. And Angela will update us more on some of the new resources that are available through that website and through the organization that she's heading up. But just to get folks caught up who may not know what digital inclusion is, can you give us a, a quick summary of what is digital inclusion? Yeah, sure. So digital inclusion is the activities that would get us to digital equity. So it's important to think about both of the terms. Digital equity is the goal where individuals and communities have access to the information communication technologies that they need to do anything. But then digital inclusion is how we get there. So this is affordable home broadband, it's uh, digital literacy trainings, it's the appropriate devices, it's the right apps. And as you described it, this new world order that we're living in, that looks a lot different than it did just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. One of the, the turns of phrase that I've been hearing a lot and I've been using is how the, the COVID-19 pandemic, the coronavirus, is a forcing function for change, good and bad, most, mostly bad. But one of the, the changes, I think, is just awareness around the criticality of digital access to livelihood, survival, public health. You were talking to me a little bit about that when we were prepping. Uh, could you expand on that a bit? Yes, there's definitely been an increased awareness uh, that if you do not have internet at home, if you do not have a computer at home, because a mobile phone doesn't always cut it, particularly today, if you don't have the digital skills to use those tools, how are you surviving if we are all supposed to be sheltering in place? The announcement recently that the health systems can use Medicare to cover telehealth visits. That is completely dependent upon those, those patients having an internet connection at home, having a device and being comfortable adding the app that the health system tells them to add. Mm -hmm. Some are ready to do that and some are not. Right. And so the uses for all of us to just survive today, like we could just count them off one by one, right? You can do your banking, you can stay connected to your family, you can work, you can, yeah. you can, you know, learn everything. But I think the biggest thing for us to also recognize is the public safety aspect. You do, if, there, if an individual does not have, or a household does not have that connection at home, they're going to leave the house. Right. Right. And we don't want folks leaving the house. Either they are going to contract it themselves or they could spread it. Either way, we want folks to stay at home. You have to have an internet connection right. in order to, I mean, there's a small percentage of people who are going to have a great time without an internet connection, but would any of the listeners agree with that? Like, would right. they want to do that? Would you want to be like, oh, it's cool. I'll just read books. <laughs> right. Right. Especially because so much of the solution space now is there are apps, you know, like if I didn't have access to Amazon here in Brooklyn over the last month, I, you know, I, I guess I would have been spending more time at Costco, you know, and, and in the reality yeah, is that even in, in my context, that is, you know, based on some of what I've seen, depending on the Costco you're going to, 
you know, there's risk you take on everywhere, but we yeah. have we have the choice to leave the house or not. If you don't have access to digital, you almost have to leave the house. And You've then, lost your, there's no choice. There's no right. choice. And then the interesting thing when we met previously, you know, we talked about the critical role that community libraries and other social service delivery venues that are available in communities provide a critical role when it comes to addressing folks who, who are, are in poverty or seniors or just traditionally non-digital humans. You know, you could deliver the training and the coaching and the, the, the sort of shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder individualized attention that's needed to help get these folks across the digital divide. Now, in light of the social distancing and sheltering at home that we're facing, it's getting even more complicated. Can you, can you tell us a little, I mean, uh, I don't want to push you too far in this direction, but, you know, we'll come back to how, you know, we really need to inspire hope and understand that there's heroism happening really across the board. And just like healthcare workers, folks who are trying to provide digital access right now are saving people's lives. But can you, can you talk about how the, the problem space changed and how the solution space is still maybe being defined? Yeah, so digital inclusion programs, they're all local, right? The work it is inherently local. It tends to be community-based organizations, libraries, housing authorities, the local governments, and they are adjusting their work to be less in-person and more via phone yep. um, or online for the folks who are ready for that step. A good example is access to computers. A computer refurbisher was explaining to me the new process that they have instituted for picking up machines that will be donated. Those machines are then kept um, in a room for three days and they are cleaned in addition to that. And then when the computers go out, families have 15, they're separated by 15 minutes. And so there is a pickup time so the refurbisher rolls the computer out on the cart outside the warehouse with the paperwork. The person picking it up knows what time they're supposed to be there. It has their name on it. They sign the paperwork, load it up in their car, and leave the cart. The staff from the warehouse come out, clean the cart. Mm -hmm. I have gloves on at all times, put the paperwork aside to deal with later, and go back in for the next one. Right. So there's, there's these new, pro and it slows it down, because before it would have been like, boom, boom, boom. Right. Now it's only every 15 minutes. And so, and, and not everybody, not all the staff and volunteers are comfortable being in an environment like that, which is totally fair, right? Sure. But those who are doing that work right now, they are saving lives. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I, I don't feel like I'm overstating that at all, that more folks having internet at home and having a device is going to keep them from going out to have their needs met. Yes. And that is then going to keep this, is going to reduce the spread. Right. And it's hard, right? I mean, it's hard to manage our own lives, let alone be thinking about folks in need. But that is a place where raising awareness, both of the problem and then of the many folks like yourself who are trying to, still heroically trying to make a difference is one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on the show. It's also a, an important time 
to remind folks that even if you're struggling, you know, we're all, we're all in our own heads, thinking about our own problems. Many of us are, are truly blessed by the, the access that we have, the ability to, right. you know, New York City schools, as I mentioned to you uh, earlier, you know, they, they're going to remote learning starting next week. And there was some thought for children in need. So children who need, if they're on breakfast or lunch programs, they can pick them right. up from the schools. Uh, if they need computers, there's an unprecedented, unprecedented move by the New York, New York State Board of Ed to allow students to take those computers and tablets home. So there is an attempt to, to reach these folks who may not otherwise have access to remote learning or tele, telemedicine, telehealth, but that's giving access to the hardware, maybe giving access to, to, to an internet connection, but that's still not helping them understand how to use these things. Right. And that's, that's the part that it sounds like you need help. We all need help to get creative about how we can spread this message. Is there anything that's on your mind about, about this? So if this is a way for folks to help from home is to volunteer to do that phone tech support with individuals who are struggling. Mm -hmm. So on, and on our website, digitalinclusion.org, there's a list of our, there's a map with affiliates. You can find the one that, I mean, now it doesn't have to be one that's closest to you. You could just pick one <laughs> and email them or call them and ask if you can help with the phone support because they are all figuring out how, and they may not have an answer for you right away because they're all figuring out how to do their work mm -hmm. remotely. Right. When, when it was in the whole, it, it, the, even though it's technology, it was, it's very personal mm -hmm. because many of us don't trust technology. So having somebody sit with you to explain it, you got to trust what they're telling you. Right. So, so they are, the digital, local digital inclusion programs are figuring that out right. right now. Right. And it is also a time where social isolation is a problem that we were already facing. Yes. Now it's right. compounded by social distancing is going to compound that. So if you can volunteer to even pick up the phone and struggle with someone and try yeah. to stay positive while going through that struggle, you are making a difference even in terms of their emotional health and their belief yeah. in, in the, the quote unquote system. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we're trying to try to stay positive. We know things are, things exactly. are hard these days. So we, you, you mentioned go to digitalinclusion.org. There's resources there that you can share out to folks who may, may be in need. Be, you're gonna have to be creative to think about how to share them, to make sure they know how to find these things. You can volunteer to, to help folks in need who are having trouble navigating this, and it's probably gonna be helped by phone. Are there any other big ideas that you have around what so, we all can do? Yeah, I think another one is to spread the information about free and low cost internet plans mm -hmm. that are out there. There's a link for that on our homepage also, because that's, I think it's a really valuable resource that's available right now that folks who are eligible tend not to know about, and folks who are helping those who are eligible tend not to know about. It's right. a problem that we've had pre-COVID-19. Yeah. But the change now is that there are some new resources having been made that weren't around before. Those are all listed on there. It is very much dependent upon which internet service providers are available in your geographic area. Right. 
the awareness around that is also a challenge. Not everyone really, I mean, knows or would care to even know <laughs> the service territories of internet service providers. Why right. did it ever matter before now? But all of a sudden, there are individuals who want to be helping that situation who need to more fully understand that. So looking at maps, knowing what's available. So particularly if you are a teacher or in an education setting or you're working with seniors or working with anyone who doesn't already have access uh, to first look at what internet is available in that area, know who the service providers are, the internet service providers are, and then look at our listing to see what the free and discount options are from those particular companies. Unfortunately, there are restrictions on who is eligible for the different offers. So this is where the guidance is also important. You can't just throw somebody a list and say, here, go figure it out. But rather, there needs to be an intermediary often to help, particularly with seniors, yes. walk them through what their options are and get them signed up for whatever is possible. Another challenge we have currently right now is that hotspots are thought of as a great solution, but there is a shortage of hotspot devices in the U.S., in part because companies also think this is a great solution for their employees working from home. Right. So then when if a lot of them are already gobbled up, and then when the communities are, are now trying to figure out how to help the kids or anyone else who's staying at home with hotspots, they can't get a hold of the devices. Right. So getting as many folks signed up for those free and low-cost plans, that's really the route right now. That makes at sense. At the moment. But that could change next week. It could change tomorrow, right? Because right. this is all changing so quickly, which is why we have we created that web page mm -hmm. so that we could keep track of those four folks and yes. to try to keep keep that as updated as we can. Yes, that makes sense. And you know, as we're coming up on time, I do think it's it's also time to think about how are folks who are now at home managing their time? Some of us are more busy. Many of us are less busy. You know, folks in service industries, folks who've been, you know, sent home and maybe they've been laid off. Maybe they are, you know, sheltering at home and they don't have as much to do. There is tremendous need for the services that you're describing. And it's as simple as reaching out. I will say for me, the days that are the least bleak for me are the ones where I'm busy. And this is a way for folks who who want to do something, who are, are sort of getting stir crazy at home and they want to make an impact without leaving their homes, which is, which is a real need. This yeah. is a way to do that. So can, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And this is definitely not, this is not a fully thought out plan <laughs> because this is all, we're all like flying by the seat of our pants type of thing. But I, I so on the NDIA website, digitalinclusion.org, you'll see a link for who we are. So you click, I believe it's under, let me tell you specifically, it says who we are, click on affiliates, and then you'll see a map of where our affiliates are. We don't know everybody doing digital inclusion work. It is still such a brand new issue that folks are doing it and we have, are not connected to them, but it's a good starting point. And I would actually start in your geography first because when all of this is over, then you can have a relationship with them after that. But start there and go ahead and reach out and see if there's a way for you to, to provide technical support over the phone. Awesome. 
any normally I ask people like what other trends are you tracking today and it's like there are no other trends you know although although that's true there are no other trends I am not capable of thinking about anything other than although for me I did start watching The Good Place and I don't know if oh good I don't know if you'd watch that I I've only watched a couple but I hear people are getting way into it right now it's phenomenal like it's just such there's like wonderful escapism out there too so like I think the idea like taking care of yourself, even psychologically, emotionally, particularly if, you know, it's hard just to function, period. Yes. And then to function in a way that you're helping others. And then, you know, the importance of self-care for, for people who are providing the, the, the aid and trying to solve these really tough problems these days. Yeah. You know, that's something we all need to, need to think about. So, so Angela Seifer, Executive Director of the National Digital Alliance, I like to say to teachers many times, thank you for your service. I will say that to you and the folks who are doing the great work around digital inclusion. Thanks, thanks to all of you who are, are providing help to, to folks who are in need and also just elevating their consciousness about this because I think frequently before you get to a solution, you have to realize that there is a problem. And with this rapid move to everything digital, everything from home, those in poverty, those in need, the elderly, folks in rural uh, locations. There's quite a cross-section of the U.S. who fall into the category of not being inside the digital universe that the rest of us just take for granted. Thanks again to you, Angela, for, for elevating our awareness here on Trending in Education. Thank you, Mike. I think I needed to hear that. <laughs> yeah, no problem.